Assalamu alaikum. My name is Fatma Saab and I'm the host of your Muslim Girl podcast. If you're new here, this is the podcast where you can come and get advice and we're all learning and growing together. If you're an old time listener, welcome back. Equally excited to have you. And I am actually very much looking forward to this episode because it is an advice episode. And honestly, I really love episodes like this. I just think they're fun. And inshallah, I'm able to give you guys some good advice and to help you through some of the things that you're going through. And before I get into today's episode, I'd like to thank those of you who have reached out to me via Instagram DMs, you know, commenting on my posts. And, you know, I really, really appreciate you seeing that, alhamdulillah, my work is helping you guys um, is just so, so amazing. And I'm really glad that you're taking the time out of your day to do that. So I really appreciate that. Also, if you'd like to help support me in another way, I'd love for you to join my Patreon community where you get access to my gratitude journal for free in addition to your Patreon membership. And then there's also bonus episodes and inshallah there's going to be a second part to this advice episode going up next week because you guys are just asking so many, so many excellent questions that I want to be able to tackle and honestly, I think that this episode would get a little too long for that. So, inshallah, I'm going to be tackling a bunch more of those next week in my bonus episode. But without much further ado, let's get right into... Okay, so if you'd like to go join my Patreon community, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast and help support me on there. So, I really appreciate your support if you're one of my sponsors. I appreciate you so much. And without much further ado, let's get right into our weekly segments. So for what I learned this week or something that I was reminded of is that you have to constantly be focusing on contentment through gratitude because when you're constantly focusing on what you want, it's really, really easy to build up this distance between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to become ungrateful. So obviously that's something that we don't want to have happen to us. So that's just something that I was reminded of and I thought I'd share with you because it is something that we need to be focusing on as Muslims to constantly be grateful because we know that gratitude is something that is super, super important for us as Muslims and it's something that we just have to do. And if you struggle with that or you need a good guide, I have gratitude journals or I have one gratitude journal. <laughs> I have a gratitude journal on my Etsy for you to go and check out. I will be leaving the link in the podcast description so you can go and check that out for yourself. But as for the quote of the week, it goes, every little struggle is a step forward. And I found this quote on, on Pinterest. I did not come up with this quote, whoever did. Alhamdulillah, appreciate you. Um, but every little struggle is a step forward, right? And we need to understand that you know, as we gain closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're going to be tested more, right? That's just the way that it goes. So we need to make sure that we're understanding that these struggles aren't because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates us. It's because Allah wants us to get better and he gives us these trials so we're able to become better because he has a certain level for us that he wants us to achieve. And he knows that if we don't achieve that, we're not going to achieve that through our own good deeds, and through our own means. So he tests us to get us closer to that level that he wants us to be achieving at, to get us closer to the level that he wants us to be at. 
And so that's just a mindset shift and something that we need to keep in mind moving forward that, you know, every step, every struggle that you take for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one more step, inshallah, that you're taking towards him, okay? So just bear that in mind as you continue with your week, as you continue with your day. Okay, so first piece of advice that someone asked for, I'm just quoting, what's the best way to get rid of these bad friends? And the best way to get rid of bad friends, first thing, make the right to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to ask Allah to be surrounded by people who love him, to be surrounded by people who care about making him happy, to be in that righteous company, okay? And after that, slowly start to distance yourself. If they invite you out, say, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy. You know, maybe you're busy reading a book or, you know, playing with your cat, whatever. You know, or maybe you're busy helping your mom. Tell your mom to, you know, tell your friends, yeah, she's busy. She's helping me. Whatever you have to do, right? In order to prevent yourself from falling into this bad company. Don't lie. But, you know, make make up something that you're busy about and then actually go and be busy in that thing. Whatever the case may be, right? Don't lie. But find ways to avoid these people. And remember, being in your own company is better than being in bad company. That is something that... You know, my my aunt, I guess. Um, I'm not sure of the exact familial relationship in English, but someone that was in my family told me when I was going through, you know, a little bit of a life change and she told me, you know, it's always better to be alone than it is to be in bad company. So I'm sharing that advice with you now because you don't ever want to be surrounded by the wrong people and have a negative and those people have negative influence on you instead of maybe being lonely but knowing that no negative influences are harming you or changing the way that you think, et cetera, et cetera. And so then the next step after you remove those bad friends from your life, if you're able to start putting yourself out there, you know, go to new halaqat, you know, introduce yourself to new people at the masjid, you know, start volunteering. Um, And there are a bunch of things that you can do in order to be surrounded by good company and try to surround yourself with good company, right? Put yourself in those situations that are likely going to lead to you being surrounded by people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who are going to push you towards him. So as for the next question that somebody asked was, what to do when it's normalized in your family to greet male cousins with hugs or kisses? So that is obviously more of a struggle to tackle when it's an ingrained family practice and i chose this question because it applies to other circumstances today where hugging male family friends shaking hands with colleagues is very very normalized and there is no concept of having this barrier between men and women so i thought it was just a nice jumping point if you will to go to those other subjects as well so in this instance Again, I completely understand that this is within your family and it's probably going to be a little bit harder of a pattern to break. The first thing that I want you to remember, though, okay, is that you're doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not for anyone else. And you deciding to stop hugging your or kissing your male cousins is a step you're taking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. And the fact of the matter is that some people are probably going to judge you. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this so you're prepared, okay? There is likely going to be some kind of negative outcry, whatever the case may be. And they might think negative things about you. That's not the point. 
Okay, the point here is that you're trying to put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure first. And the fact that you're trying to distance yourself from this wrong practice is something that takes strength. And I am so incredibly proud of you for taking that step. Okay, first thing that I want you to do, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. Ask him for guidance as with anything. Ask him for guidance. Okay, the next thing, when you come into contact with your male cousins and they go in for a hug or whatever else, just say, hey, you know, back up a little bit. Hey, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable. You don't have to say I'm sorry, whatever, again, you're comfortable with. Just say, hey, I'm not comfortable greeting you that way. Salaam alaikum, move on. You know, if you're in a situation where it is not your male cousin, where it is a male colleague from work or from school, whatever, and they put out their hand for you to shake, say, hey, I'm not comfortable, I don't do handshakes, but hello, how are you? Be courteous, don't be rude, but make sure that you're establishing those boundaries. And if people start asking you, say, hey, I'm not comfortable, if it's your male cousin or if it's your family, say, I'm not comfortable. And if they really start to press the point, say, hey, I'm doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, okay? And just move on with your life. Stick to it, okay? Don't let people pressure you into doing something that you know is not right. If it's a male colleague from work or a student, a fellow peer from school, just say, hey, you know, my religion forbids me from doing so. That is the consensus opinion. And it's best to avoid contact as much as possible. So you can tell them that, hey, my religion prohibits me from having contact with the opposite gender. It's more of a respect thing. It's not any kind of slight against you, so don't feel offended. You know, say what's proper. Say what you need to. Obviously, judge according to circumstance. But there's no need to feel ashamed of not having contact with a male colleague or with your male cousins because you're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. So, next question was, should a Muslim read self-help books because some aspect portray the early human nature which contradicts with our beliefs and so this question honestly applies to any kind of information that is out there on the internet whether that's on instagram tiktok snapchat whatever and where we just have access to so much information every which way we turn you can turn it off you're going to get hit with information you can turn to you know you can look behind you you're going to hit with information so a lot of it has haram in it. And in my opinion, if you're going to read self-help books, which there is no doubt there is a lot of beneficial content in there, if you're able to read the books and understand what the haram is in them, then go ahead and extract whatever good you can from it. On the other hand, if you're not sure you're going to be able to recognize the haram from the halal, you know what's permissible and what's not, stay away from books like that. Okay, you know yourself well enough to understand, okay, if I read a book like this and there might be some squishy bits in it and I'm not exactly sure what's right and what's wrong, you know, maybe stay away from that. Or ask someone who you trust who has knowledge, ask them about that. Hey, you know, I read this. What is the opinion on this and this and this? You know, so clarify that for yourself. And as with anything, right, take the good from it and discard the evil from it. So, next question was... What's the best way to study Quran as a revert? The best way to learn about Islam, Quran, Hadith, things like that. Okay, so little disclaimer, I'm not a revert. I had, alhamdulillah, the enormous blessing and privilege to be born into Islam. However, I will share some things that have worked for me in the pro- in the past. Um, and so, the, honestly, the best way that I found to study the Quran is to read it in Arabic and then read the translation. If you're not able to read Arabic, okay, fine. That's not a problem. Um, start to read the translation 
and if possible, read the translation with context. So the one that I personally read from and the one that I really like is the Clear Quran and the translation is done by Dr. Mustafa the translation is done by Dr. Mustafa Khattab and I really like it because it gives clear context and explanation for some verses that might be a little bit confusing and I that is the one that I would recommend to people if you're not sure about the Quran or you want to start reading but you feel like you know some of it might go over your head that one is a really really great place to start and it also helps if you're listening to tafsir or explanation of the quran of this every now and again and ustad noman ali khan has some amazing tafsirs for you to go and explore just type up noman ali khan um, tafsir for whatever surah you're looking for and whatever surahs are going to come up so and that's definitely a great place to start searching that on YouTube and then seeing what you find. And when it comes to listening to tafsirs and knowing which one to listen to, I would recommend focusing on tafsirs that are of surahs that you recite every day in prayer and salah. And then that can help you have more khushur in salah. And that can just help you have more understanding of the surah in general. So... As for struggling with deen in general, I'm kind of lumping another question in here, is to make sure that you're constantly asking Allah for guidance. And this ties in again to learning about Islam and, you know, becoming a better Muslim. Always, always, always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance first, okay? As for the steps you're going to take, listening to podcasts, reading the Quran, trying to focus in your salah, and cutting things out that could you know, negatively impact your salah, that could take your attention away from the salah. And reading books on Islam are great places to start. One of the books that I read in Ramadan that I just loved, that I absolutely enjoyed, and it was just so informational, but so beautifully written at the same time. And it was very simply written as well. It's not like they took a lot of, you know, very overwrought language and they were saying all this crazy stuff in Shakespeare in English. It was very straight and to the point. Is Allah Loves by Sheikh Omar Suleiman. It's just such a beautiful exploration of Allah's attributes and what he likes to see in us as his slaves. It's just such a beautiful book and I recommend it to every single person listening to this podcast, definitely go and borrow it from the library. Get it off of Amazon. I think it's around $7 on Amazon. So yes, definitely go and check that book out. Okay, last question for today is how to stop cursing or how to control your anger. And this one is definitely a hard one because it's really easy to lose your temper, especially if you're hot-tempered or whatever the case may be. The main thing to avoid is getting in over your head. You don't want to put your ego on the line because you're getting angry and you know somebody says something and you're like, "Oh, well, you know that hurt my ego. They damaged a right that I have, but whatever, whatever. You know whatever else comes from that, it's very, very hard to control once you get your ego involved. So try to say something that gets the shaitan away from you. You know, bismillah, anything to get you free from shaitan's interference. Because shaitan's going to try to get your ego involved. He's going to try to make you think that, you know, something that you deserve from this person is, you know, being insulted or, 
that your reputation or dignity are on the line and it's really hard to pull back from that. So you want to make sure that you avoid getting to that point. As for swearing, try to replace that habit with saying something that reminds you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying Alhamdulillah, Bismillah, SubhanAllah, any kind of phrase that's going to replace the expletive you're tempted to say. And honestly, in today's day and age, it's super easy to fall into the habits of bad speech. You see it everywhere, right? You see it in poems and, you know, whatever other content online, in books, you know, YouTube videos, whatever else. So try to start replacing those expletives with words that remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you don't have a habit of swearing, get into the habit of saying things that remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if you don't swear. Okay, because then you're building those good habits and you're constantly reminding yourself of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're constantly reminding yourself of your purpose over and over and over again. And there's also this fantastic Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast episode that breaks down how to get rid of negative emotions. And I highly, highly recommend checking it out. But I will give you a quick summary. She walks you through a few journaling exercises that kind of follow the pattern of venting about your emotions, writing down things you're grateful for, and then visualizing how you're going to tackle the situations that make you feel that way again. And honestly, I thought that it was just such a fantastic approach to help you deal with those negative emotions and kind of get over them. So I will inshallah be leaving the link for that in the description of this video. Inshallah, I will be leaving the link for that in the description of this podcast episode as well. And that is it for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed. Once again, be sure to become a Patreon member. You can go to patreon.com slash your Muslim girl podcast to access those bonus episodes and the gratitude journal that you get included in that. So I will see you next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.